That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Ovakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at ovakind.com. Hey! Hey! I have a question for you. It came yeah. up this weekend, and I said, note to self, ask Erica. Yeah. How do you store your sweaters? And I don't mean, like, in the off-season. I mean while you're wearing them. Um, I fold them mm-hmm. um, because my sense is that you're supposed to fold them so they don't stretch out. I mean, that's definitely true because, well, there's certain ones that I feel like can withstand hanging, but for the most part, they get that little pocket in the, yeah, yeah. In the shoulder. They get like a nipple in the shoulder. A nipple. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah, what it is. A sweater nipple. Mm. <laughs> that, wow. Mm. Sounds oh. pretty appealing. Um, you got away with words. <laughs> um, my problem is that when you fold them and stack them on a shelf... They all explode, even when you take one off the top of the pile, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't I, I'm not a good gauge for this because my like closet situation is foul. Um, so I just, is everybody's. Claire, you've seen my my clothing storage. I just no, mean like I have this none. Is a common, no, I know, but I'm saying that's a common problem. So I yeah, want to yeah, understand yeah. how people are dealing with it. But totally. And as someone who has recently been blessed with like all I really could ever ask for in a closet, yeah. I can tell you it's still a problem. Okay. So I have a very small, tiny closet. Mm-hmm. I would not attempt to store sweaters yeah. in there, even if hanging them was better. Okay. I have a set of drawers, which also just like don't feel substantial enough to put sweaters in. Well, see, that's my question. Like Marie Kondo would probably tell you to store them in drawers upright, but a drawer seems like a crazy place for a sweater because sweaters are huge. They and take bulky. up way too much space. Yeah. yeah. The, my drawers are for like underpants and for mm-hmm. pajamas yeah. and for workout clothes. Socks. Socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not for anything. I have that... the exact same system. Yeah. T-shirts I put in drawers. So my T-shirts live in my closet. I have I have one shelf mm-hmm. in the closet, in this like other, it's just like, it's not even really a closet. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> Whatever. It's like 12 inches deep. Okay. So not very deep, maybe like 15 inches deep. Okay. Um, and then it's fairly long. But, like, it's just one – it's just a plank of wood. Yeah. Um, it has no dividers or separation okay. in it. And so I have a stack of, like, jeans or pants mm-hmm. that are folded up. I have a stack of T-shirts or, like, mm-hmm. cotton, you know, long sleeve tanks, all yeah. of those things, which that tower is, like, 30 
units high, okay? And then next to that, we have the stack of sweaters. Um, oh, this would be such a disaster in my closet. Because the sweaters would be eating everything yeah. else. It's just not great. I mean, the sweaters, I think, being on the on a side feels mm-hmm. like a win. Yeah. Um, and I think the, like, pants, I've, I've gone through various, you know, arrangements here. yeah. The pants can't be in the middle because they're shorter right, than the okay. other stacks or everything else would just yeah. sort of collapse in on them. Mm-hmm. They've got to stay to their side. Um, what about yeah. this? I mean, I don't have enough room to do this, but um, Tova or some organization expert can write in and let me know what they think of this. Could you hang sweaters but not hang them the traditional way, hang them like pants? Like, like in the middle, clip them? Not even clip them, but like fold them and then hang it and then fold it over the bottom bar of the hanger. Um, sometimes the dry cleaners do that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think you could do that, but you'd have to have a lot of space because you're, have doing, have so much you're doing a, a, a sweater double wide yeah. that you're putting in your closet. <laughs> totally. But actually, I think maybe that's what I would have to do in order to keep my sweaters. I do think that a- that might be an ideal storage solution, if but you, have you would have to have like a an MTV Cribs house totally. Me, I'm currently storing all of my coats in my clothes closet because we don't have a bar in our coat closet. Yeah. So maybe that will be what I do when we finally get a coat closet. I'll try to hang my sweaters where my coats once lived, and that will be the like cliffhanger. Yeah, you I'll, know, I'll just... keep in text with Chris about that and see how he <laughs> feels about this. Um, you now like taking up like even more space in that closet by this yeah. like really interestingly folded sweater <laughs> technique. I'm sure he'll really love it. I just feel like stay tuned, audience. Yeah, because you're totally. gonna want to know how that goes for me. Sweater storage innovation. I also can't wait for the you. emails we're gonna get of people sending. I hope pictures. people have solutions. I hope so too. I'm desperate for solutions. I just can't imagine. There is no, it's crazy to think you would put them in a drawer and there's no way to fold them on a shelf without having them explode all the time. They're, and also they don't even like stay stacked on top of each other because they're all different weights and widths. Of course. Yeah. That's their deal. It's yeah. infuriating. Yeah. It's a, it's a constant battle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, before we get into what we're actually yeah. going to talk about, I wanted to tell you about one thing. I wanted to bring tell up me. one thing. Yeah. Um, this candle that we sell on the site. Now, mm-hmm. we sell a lot of very good candles. A we lot do. of, And I purchased various ones of them. Um, but Thomas asked me if the Dimes Cedar and Neroli candle could be our house's signature scent. Whoa, Thomas is gunning for a signature scent yeah. parade. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, and I said, if you think we need to have one, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just didn't know we were in the market for one. I mean, it is true that every home has a signature scent, whether, whether it likes it or, it or not. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how you would always be like, you would know what your friend, your best friend's home smelled like. I remember when my friend were... Katie Fields' yeah. house, exactly what it smelled like, which, and, and it like didn't smell yeah. like anything specific. It just smelled like Katie Fields' house. Whenever I smell Aveda products to this day, it's Courtney Pinkner's house. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, actually I'm, at first I thought it was strange of Thomas to want to see but in the mm-hmm. last 30 seconds I've changed like my mind. Wrong. Yeah. So we now buy um, a lot of these Dimes candles. They mm-hmm. smell like Italy in the summer. Wow. Um, which, like... What a sell. What? You don't want that? You're no. interested in something else. Seriously. Okay. Um, they also just redid their packaging. I like their packaging just fine before, but it's so it's cute really now. It's really beautiful now. It's just it's so really cute. beautiful artwork on the yeah. candle itself. Um, and, like, who doesn't love dimes? What a cool restaurant and grocery store and brand and work wives. And so many things. Yeah. Um, so many things. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in this candle, um, it's 10% off with the code A Few Things. Sure is. All right, let's move into this.
We are so excited about our next guest. Um, Catania Bro is an entrepreneur who ran a construction business in New Orleans for decades before moving to L.A. four years ago, where she launched Unsun Cosmetics, which is a mineral-based sunscreen for hands and face specifically designed to blend with all skin tones. And I just have to say, Erica discovered this. Yeah. She started wearing it. I started wearing it at her behest, and we are obsessed. It's so, so, so good. So, so, so good. Um, and it's specifically designed to work on darker skin tones, which can get like a white cast from a lot of the sunscreens on the mm-hmm. market, but it also works on me, and I am pale as shit. Same. Um, <laughs> so, just two pale um, white girls over here. Yeah, this product is just really amazing. Uh, um, <laughs> it's so really awesome. good. I. I have to say the spiel that I always say when we talk about sunscreen for face, like, and so many people have heard me say it so much, so many times, but I didn't wear it for the longest time because I always broke out and it wasn't even a breakout. It was like a weird, really like specific bumps. dry yeah. bumps on my face. And really? Yeah. And like sad now for me, cause I feel like I'm wrinkly at the age of 33 <laughs> or what, however old I am. That's right. That's um, how old you yeah. Are. Or, but yeah. But so I'm always suspicious when trying a new sunscreen that it's going to cause me to break out. And this has not. And it's just it's so awesome. It has. Will you describe it, um, Katanya? Tell us. Tell us about the sunscreen. Well, it's really clean. It Mm -hmm. has. it, It was very important to me because when I go back, how I started all of this is I started getting these like little black moles on my face. I always had one really cute kind of Marilyn Monroe mole <laughs> growing up. And, you know, and then all of a sudden I looked up and I was just like, wait a second. There were like six or seven moles on my face. Yeah. And so I went to the dermatologist. I was like, what is going on? Where are all these coming from? You couldn't, the, uh, the cute one didn't even stand out anymore. So that wasn't going to work. <laughs> and she said, oh, well, that's sun damage. I was like, Sunday. Wait, I'm black. That no, this doesn't make any yeah. sense. So, you know, the little vanity bird came popping out, and I said, "Well, that's it. I'm wearing sunscreen every day." And I started with the obvious ones, the common ones that are everywhere, and I noticed that. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you put the sunscreen on, and then maybe you kind of rub your eye a little bit, and your eye starts yeah. to water, and yeah. your makeup gets messed up. Mm-hmm. And that's because those are all chemical-based. Mm-hmm. So then I realized, it took me a little while to figure it all out, because you know you, you grow and you learn. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And I started using the mineral-based ones, but geez, they had me looking like a ghost. They would get in my hairline, my eyebrows. And so I don't wear makeup daily. Yeah. But when I put it on, I'd have to put on a little something just to blend it in. It was very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I moved back to L.A. and 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 I just one day I just looked in the mirror at my face and I said, Jesus, I actually went to Twitter. I don't know if you go way back to Twitter, maybe 13, early 14. I said, can someone please make some sunscreen for black people or brown people or whatever? Mm-hmm. And shortly after. So what this one is, it's mineral. It's tinted. It's just natural. Gets rid of all of that stuff. And those those chemicals are irritants. Mm-hmm. So we've been we've we've been tested to not irritate skin. We've of course we're an OTC, so we've been tested for everything. But it's just the fact that it's a clean product, and that's what's not making you break out. Um, I also just like selfishly love that tint so much. It's really nice. Um, I just I well, thank really you. enjoy wearing it. it. It's interesting. We're doing the Indie Expo starting tomorrow, and I'm introducing there 
we have a lighter shade coming out. Oh, yeah. Because some of our, if you're really fair, mm -hmm. some of our really fair customers love it because it's like a little bronzy vibe. And some of them don't really yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah. we decided to make, so we do have a lighter shade coming out now for our really fair girls who don't want the bronzy vibe. So that'll be great. That's, That's good very exciting. So you you tweeted that you wanted somebody to make a sunscreen, but how did you decide to become the person who actually made the sunscreen? You know, it was purely selfish. I have a friend in the hair care business and I called him and I said, can you introduce me to the folks at your lab? And it kind of started from there. It was the wrong lab. It was the wrong situation, but it really did get the ball rolling. I spent about six months with them trying to make this product and we came up with a really great formulation. But then someone, look, I was 20 years in construction, so I didn't know any different. Yeah. yeah. And someone mentioned to me, oh, so, oh, when I went to get packaging. Okay, so they asked me about FDA testing. And I said, well, what, what's that? <laughs> and they sent me these long, all the rules and the laws, I mean, just pages and pages. Yeah. So I went back to the lab. Okay, no problem. I said, hey, I need you to give me some samples. I need to have them FDA tested and do all these things. And he said, oh, I can't do that. Well, why not? Because I'm not an FDA approved lab. <laughs> so we literally had to start from scratch. Oh I had God. to find an FDA approved lab. And so it was, I was on a huge, huge learning curve, but we figured it all out. And so initially I just wanted to do something for me and then it just evolved. That's amazing. I am so fascinated by your career trajectory because from, <laughs> from what I gather, you had a construction company. You have a you have a master's in arts administration, which I yes. also I also have a master's in arts administration That's randomly, awesome. <laughs> and now you have the skincare line. Um, what sort of get what what is it about you that makes you just be like I'm going to do this and that and I'm going to take it all on? I just feel like I can do whatever I want to do. That's honestly amazing. I was I was 21 and I started this little maids company. It was called Maids Express. And I used to pick these ladies up and I would find clients and I would drop them off at these houses. And so that was my first foray into the foray into the entrepreneurial world. It didn't last long, but you know, we tried. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to school full time. And in graduate school, I worked, I was a sales manager for a historical restoration company. And I was dating this guy. Now, I'll make it brief, but I was dating this guy <laughs> and he had ownership in this big company. They had all these old properties all over New Orleans. So I went to him as a sales manager for this other historical restoration property saying, hey, you know, you're my boyfriend. I think you should give us this business. And he looked at me very seriously and he said, no. I said, what do you mean? No, why not? He says, well, I'll give it to you on one condition. I said, what's that? If you go out on your own and you open your own company. Wow. I said, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm going to be a museum curator. I'm going to do something cool. I'm not doing that. But anyways, about six months later, I did. I started a historical restoration company first, and then we went on to be general contractors. And that lasted for about 20 years. Wow. My time in New Orleans, my time with this company was very good to me and for me. And, uh, but around 2011, 2012, I just started burning out. I needed yeah. something different. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. And I didn't know what that was. I moved back home to LA and, um, 
And then things just happened. And Unsum was born. And you like were really ahead of the curve on this, I feel like, because somehow it's crazy to me that it's taken this long. But it seems like it's really not until like 2017 did the mass beauty industry really start to take note of the necessity for um, different skin tones, which is like so crazy because, you know, I... I think it's been talked about and by a lot of people for a longer time, but it didn't really hit the mainstream yeah. until recently. And of course, with Fenty Beauty and and people realizing the incredible success of that, um, that there's real potential there. But um, why, it, it's it's nuts to me that it took this long, and you were definitely ahead of the curve there. Yeah, it's interesting that it worked out that way. It wasn't what I intended, yeah. but there was a void, and I. I'm glad that we were able to fill it. And I'd like to hope that maybe someone saw something and it spurred different conversations mm-hmm. because uh, it's, it matters. It really oh matters. God, it really matters. The thing that you, that, you know, you sort of made me realize is that, you know, when I read about Unsun, I thought, oh, this makes total sense. You know, sunscreen shows reads as white even on my skin a lot of the times. And so, of course, women with darker skin need a product like this. But the thing that I hadn't considered as much of that you talk about is that in the black community, there's not as much of an awareness of the dangers of skin cancer. And so there's just not as much of a consciousness around the necessities of, of SPF. That's right. You're absolutely right. And it's one of the it's it's one of the most exciting aspects of owning mm-hmm. this business is because when you feel like you're doing something that matters. Mm-hmm. And I had an aunt with breast cancer, I'm sorry, with sun, skin cancer. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's a real thing and, and we know that it's an issue. And then if you look at the climate now and the ozone layer and the, de- the depletion of the ozone layer, it's significantly more dangerous yeah. now for all of us, the sun doesn't discriminate. Right. It'll burn you. It'll do the same kind of damage. Now, it won't happen as fast as it might happen to you with fair skin, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. And and that's the health side of it. The vanity side of it is that we want to stay looking good as long as possible. Yep. I don't want 100 black moles on my face prematurely. Yep. I don't want wrinkles earlier than I need them or skin discoloration. So there are two aspects of it. And we need to know that it matters early, early. I mean, we're only a year and a half old, but I did a expo maybe two or three months after our launch. And I was just terribly disappointed by the number of women. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't need it. Or, you know, I don't, I don't go out in the sun and it's just, and so I knew have to get this message out here we do need it Mm -hmm. we need it desperately so i love that aspect of it i'll you know i speak about it i talk about it and i'll be doing some public speaking engagements this year and hopefully many more down the line and i'm excited about it because it's something that we need to know and we are now i kid you not maybe just in the last year I mean, I'm seeing women waking up, black women. They're waking up. They're becoming more aware. I'm getting emails. We're getting the purchases. I'm seeing the awareness take place. And I'm ecstatic about that. That's amazing. That's great. You're making real change. That's so, that's really awesome. Um, What other, are there any other beauty products that you've discovered that you uh, especially like for darker skin tones, brands or companies that are doing it right? Well, I, one thing that I really swear by that I've been using for years is the SkinCeuticals CE Ferulic Acid. Mm-hmm. I hear I about that it all day. the time. Yeah, people I've never used it, but I hear about it all the time. It's so good because, you know, it also offers some sun protection. But mm. 
black women in particular tend to get discoloration a lot quicker huh. and it helps to keep my skin toned and balanced because it's something I've dealt with mm -hmm. and I love that I alternate with moisturizers I find now when I use the skin ceuticals I'll just put unsun on yeah in the winter I'll use the keels I, I love their moisturizers I love their products mm -hmm. and I use their night cream as well but I have a really simple regimen yeah. I don't I don't feel like you just need to just go crazy with all these products you find a good eye cream you find a good moisturizer if you need that you make sure you have the best sunscreen and you go you put on your makeup or whatever but a lot of people like to use unsun as a primer mm -hmm. and I don't know if you you sense that I yeah, do yeah, um, I do the other question we have to ask you it's so funny listening to you talk and you're just like yeah I can do anything I put my mind to which um is helps explain how you raised Frank Ocean <laughs> um, or helps explain yeah. how, how he might have gotten that mindset. Um, what's, does, it, what, what's it been like to, to have a son who, uh, who's a big superstar? Um, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't have that superstar behavior. Yeah. Hey, he that's does, great. Not, yeah. He doesn't need to be in the limelight. He doesn't need to be on the cover of every magazine. Mm -hmm. And so it makes our lives so much easier. Yeah, I imagine. Because if it were different, our lives would be different. Yeah, totally. So I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful to him for that because he's confident enough and secure enough that he just, you know, he's, he's good. He's just, he's doing his art. And so it's fun, but in a real low key kind of way, like it doesn't really alter our lives the way that it would, I'd imagine, for other people. Do you think you guys influence each other in terms of your approaches to your businesses? Absolutely. How so? He's, 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 I, you know, I don't like to talk about him a whole lot, but oh, I will say this. He's so intelligent mm -hmm. and he's so patient. He stayed on the phone with me for an hour yesterday. I was trying to get the video to loop for this expo that I mm -hmm. will be at the next two days. And he's just, he's just, he's just a serious intellect and, and he has great advice and we listen to each other because, you know, we're both headstrong, but we both receive messages well or advice well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You hear well. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really, we're super close and he's super smart. And so that's awesome. Yeah, um, that is really going good. back to your entrepreneurial drive. Um, what yes. about you do you think makes you a serial entrepreneur? Hmm, I don't know that we ever know that. Yeah. Um, do I have a problem with authority? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> do I not like being told what to do? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, no. we've been talking about, we were talking about this the other day, how there are various female entrepreneurs that I just feel like we don't really hear the stories of that much. We were, Claire had just listened to, um, do you know the podcast, How I Built It? How I built this, or how you built this? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, I the founder that. of Bliss was on it, and she's also the founder of Fit Flop, um, which you know I had no <laughs> who'd idea have thought. who'd have thought. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was obsessed with this story. I think it was in Fast Company a couple years ago with the founder of Chili Witch, who was also the founder of Hue Tights, those like yeah. really bright colored <laughs> yes, tights. Yes. Um, and I just like think there's something really interesting about female serial entrepreneurship that hasn't really been talked about. And you are among them. 
And especially oh. starting these businesses that, like, on their surface don't seem entirely related. Yeah, totally. Um, right. But it's just like sort of... Like, you can find common right. threads if you look yeah. for them, but they're not, like, they're not, they don't feel like spinoffs, totally. that's for sure. That's right. That's true. Yeah, it's a very good question. I think it's... I think it... Well, I mean, it might not be a great thing to say, but I think maybe I just like controlling it's not a bad thing to say no. I was gonna say maybe I do have a problem with authority but yeah. I don't think that's it I think that I I'm a bit of a control freak and I like the idea that I get to control my days my destiny my life and to that extent I think most female entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general take that approach because it's not like it's easy it's not like you're not working. It's not like right. it's harder, if anything, yeah. because you eat what you make mm-hmm. and it's more stressful. You take it home with you. You take it to bed with you. So it's not like, oh, no, they just don't want to work for someone. It's not no. like, oh, the, I want the flexibility right. of being able to not <laughs> work on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just so much deeper than that. And I think you're absolutely right that there's a certain personality that is willing to take those risks to go out on their own. I listening to you talk about it that way. I'm like, maybe I just value my independence more than my free time. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I'd rather work harder, but work for myself. That's right. You know, because then you have control, yeah. right? To yeah. a great extent. Yeah. That's super interesting. Um, okay. So we know that you're coming out with a lighter shade of the unsun face product yes. you have the amazing yes. hand cream that I also really love and I feel like oh, great. I I desperately needed because I am one of those people who gets gel manicures and sticks my hands in basically a tanning bed for oh, because yeah. oh, you know yeah. when you get the gel manicures they make you put your hands yeah. in the UV box which I is know so yeah, yeah yeah so bad for terrible. it um and I feel like all of the nail salons should just gives you SPF. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Before they you do They definitely it. should. I yeah. think it should be a requirement. Yeah, I think do so. That. Yeah. Um, what I else? I have to, hmm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to make a note about yeah, that. You should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you have some awesome lip tints. What else is, what else is in the pipeline for you? Well, we, we're also introducing this week a body serum. And the re- it's really a body lotion, mm-hmm. but we call it a serum because it's so smooth and silky. Mm-hmm. And we may have to rethink the name because I don't want to confuse people, but mm-hmm. it really is, it's, it's just really silky. You know, lotions are thick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Not, it's yeah. not like that. And it gives you a nice sheen. It's very moisturizing. It's F- SPF 30. And wow, that's exciting. So, that's really yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited about that because so many people say to me, do you have anything for body? And mm-hmm. the reason we don't, our face is for faces because it's tinted. I don't want right, you to right. put it on your arm and then it rubs off on your clothes right. and right. you're yelling at me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so we're excited. So these two are the, the two products that will be coming out in the next quarter. That's huge. That's really exciting. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? We're a sun protection brand. That's so cool. I love saying that. Yeah, that is so cool. Well, we love selling it on the site. We loved having you on the podcast. We love wearing it. so much. Oh my gosh, we love wearing it. I'm so appreciative. You guys are great. You guys do, you really compliment each other. I love that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It was my absolute pleasure. Now have a fantastic day. You do the same.
That's the show. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes. Leave us a review while you're there. And now Spotify. Follow us on at of a kind on Instagram, Twitter, wherever else you follow people. If you have ideas or requests for the show, hit us up at a few things at ofakind.com. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints. Our audio editing is care of Liz Smith, and we record at Showbiz Studios in the East Village. So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.